Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek, and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing, and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, today I am extremely excited to have Caitlin Cheek with us. She's the creative director with Oakstone Homes, and they are one of the, I think, most beautiful home builders in Des Moines. And I love everything about their design. And so Caitlin is the mastermind behind the design piece. And it is a true family-owned business, and her husband's family has helped build this business from the ground up and Caitlin is an integral part of that and we are very excited to have her with us here today. Caitlin, thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for that introduction and the compliments. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yes. If you can just tell me a little bit about what Oakstone Homes is about and how did you get started? Yeah, so Oakstone Homes was started in 1994 by my father-in-law, Brian Cheek. He has always been in construction his entire life. I went to school never thinking I would be in necessarily new construction or renovation or anything like that. I went to Iowa State for a degree in event planning, journalism, and fashion merchandising. So was really into fashion design and thought I was going to go that route and did for a while. but wound up in um, the family business and home after kind of growing out of the fashion industry in a sense as I matured and my interests changed. I just felt like it was a super easy transition and I truly found what makes me most passionate in life. And it's been amazing. That's great. It's good to hear how that, yeah, that transition has led you to where you are today. I've certainly been there in my my own personal career life too i started as a teacher and i'm certainly not doing that anymore but i think that's great how we kind of evolve and change through time so with oakstone homes what is your day-to-day look like uh you're still a very small you know you are a large small business but you're still in that that sense where you're still wearing all kinds of hats through the day yeah so our business grew so quickly it was almost like we we didn't know how to handle it. So every day is such a learning process and it is a journey of mistakes and lessons learned. And I mean, victories, big or small, but day to day is so different. I mean, our team is constantly growing. There's constant problem solving. There's different meetings with new employees or, you know, hiring more CPAs or you know, with banks and clients and maybe new flooring installers, like every day is so different. Um, it's so different. It's, it makes time go so much faster. Um, but it's a complete balancing act of growing a business so fast that it's almost out of control in a sense. It's, it's organized chaos at its best, but then it's also, you know, I'm a mom and that is such an important part of my life. And It's just literally all a juggling act and every day is so different. Tell us a little bit further about what that growth has really looked like for you guys, for someone that may not have a clue what uh, that explosion has looked like in Des Moines or is very familiar with the home building aspect of 
of things. Yeah. So my father-in-law was super successful builder. Obviously he started the business when I was three. So I wasn't around then. And then he kind of, I think he just got burnt out. I mean, he was a, he was a one man show. And I think that's really easy just to get burnt out after so many years. So he actually took a few year break, especially after the economy in 2008, just wasn't ideal for building or really for anyone. And then I ended up meeting my husband in, oh my God, what year was that? 2009, actually, which was when I graduated high school and then really didn't start getting involved into the business until I want to say like four, four and a half years ago. But anywho, right. That was kind of like right when my father-in-law was like, he had kind of gone and worked for another builder and just realized how much he missed working for himself because it is a complete different animal when you work for someone else versus working for yourself. And he worked for himself his entire life, basically. So he was kind of diving back in. My husband and I were newly married, really trying to figure out what the heck we were going to do with our lives. And my husband's always worked for his dad in some sort of capacity. He took a little break because he was actually a professional golfer. Um, and we went on tour for a little while, but we came back and we were ready to, to dive in. But when we first started, what, four years ago, really getting back into things, it was just my husband, myself, and my father-in-law. And at the time, I was still working for Meredith. Um, I was an editor at Better Homes and Gardens for the e-commerce shop. And so I was working full-time still there and then trying to also build Oakstone from the ground up. I mean, when I got involved, there was no website. The logo hadn't been updated since 1994. I mean, my father-in-law is very blue collar. Like technology is not his forte. I mean, give the man a hammer and he can create amazing things, but give him a computer and he'll kind of look at you like, what in the heck do you want me to do with this? which is amazing because it is so hard to find people these days who work as hard as he does in physical labor. I mean, he's what, 62 years old and he's still doing physical labor every single day. And I don't really foresee that stopping anytime soon. So I think that's amazing. And something that is hard to find these days is like a good trades person or someone who is just willing to sweat and work really hard. But anyhow, we've hired our first employee maybe like a year later. And then in the last year, we went from, or in the last two years, we went from four employees to now we have about 20 full-time employees. So the growth was, I mean, we never even pictured this. I mean, we wanted to be successful. We just didn't know really what success meant to us. But really, we just wanted to be happy and be proud of something that we created. And it's, it's been amazing. It's been so much hard work, though and so much sacrifice, but it's been amazing to watch everything grow. And now, I mean, we started out thinking, and I've always thought, you know, I'm going to work out of my home. I'm going to build a home office where employees can come and, you know, I'm going to do the mom thing. And like now we're building two commercial office spaces. So usually people start with one and we started with two immediately. So we have one coming in West Des Moines and then one coming in Ankeny. So again, the growth has just been insane. Wow. Yeah. That is, there was lots of cool fun facts in there, like the golfing. That's not very many people go on a professional golf tour. Um, but then in addition to that, yeah. Wow. 20 employees, two locations so fast. And I know certainly it must've been all three of you making some of these big decisions, but Mm -hmm. how did you decide? Like, I know that lots of other small business owners are in this boat all the time where they're 
for one, maybe they, you know, don't want to let it go of some of the control or something like that, or, you know, want to make sure that their brand and everything is truly them. Like it's the quality is there. How do you maintain that? And how do you leap to that next step? What were the deciding factors to really push you to, yes, we're going to go ahead and keep growing? Um, gosh, that, that is a good question. It's hard because I mean, it's not like you wake up one day and something just hits you in the face and it's like, you need to do this now. <laughs> it's, I think too, I, I honestly think we waited too long to have an office space because all throughout college, like always growing up, I was such a type A personality. I was always a planner. I always had these goals that I set. But with this business, like we're far exceeding like any of the goals that we've really ever set. And it was almost like I was setting my goals too low in a sense mm-hmm. where I was reaching them so quickly that I like actually like wasn't keeping up with it in a sense. And we like we probably should have started an office space last year. I think we were just wrapping our minds around the fact that it was just growing so fast. But I think too, like that's just, that was like a, that, I mean, you could, call, you could call that a mistake or you could just call that, I don't know, just learning how to grow when you have no idea realistically how much you're growing. Like the other thing too, is we didn't really have a big enough team in place or even just like big enough people managing our finances to really know because in construction, there's so many moving parts. And with, I mean, we have 70 to 80 projects going on right now. Um, where before, like when we first started, like we maybe had like five. So learning in two years how to do five projects at a time to doing 70 projects at a time, it's, I, there's, you just, you learn by making all the mistakes. I mean, that's the only way you learn. You, you jump right in and I mean, you're just, you're bound to make mistakes. There's no right or wrong reasons. There was just so many moving parts that we, almost didn't know how to keep up. But I think the most important thing of all of that was just, we hired good people um, who helped us make those decisions along the way and helped guide us. And we knew that by investing in these people, we were in turn investing in ourselves. And that's kind of what helped facilitate all these decisions and moving forward. And I mean, our team is amazing. I give so much credit to them because my husband, my father-in-law and I, we could have never done it without them. So investing in the people around you is so important to help guide you moving forward. Yeah, that's so great. That's such a good story. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, who knows what's next for you here as you continue growing and being able to keep pivoting and resetting those, those goals will be crucial. I think I'm, I'm a big realist, but I'm also a big dreamer. And one of my best friends, I remember sitting down with her for coffee and she's like always been one of my motivators. Her name is Jenny. But I remember when I first quit and I was kind of, we were talking about, and she owns her own business too, but I was talking about, you know, how much my goal was to make a month. And then she said what her goal was. It was like quadruple what my goal was. And I'm like, why is my goal not higher? So I think that's the same sense in now too. Like, I mean, I have all these goals and I want to be realistic and maybe it's in a sense too it's like an insecurity where i don't want to let myself down but i think that mindset was only holding me back so now it's not that i don't set goals i just truly think and i know this sounds just silly but i truly think like sky's the limit and me almost goal setting was was hindering what i actually could achieve in a sense it 
if that makes sense at all, if I'm just rambling, but I was just setting my goals too low because I was getting to them too quickly. And then I was like, holy crap, what do I do now? Yeah. I think that's some really great self-reflection that really anyone in any position can think about that in business or anything else. But especially as a business owner, yeah. How many of us are truly like, you know, maybe we're not thinking far enough or not, you know, not even thinking about the possibilities potentially. I've always thought goals were kind of hard to set in a sense. And I know that sounds weird too, but I don't know. It's just, it's so hard to plan for the future because especially it's so hard for me to plan in day to day because so many things come up and you never know what's ahead of you. So I think like I've just been super open-minded and now I'm just like, I know I can do anything. I just, it just takes time and a team. So. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. I hate to jump to a super kind of taboo topic, but in the current coronavirus environment, Mm -hmm. everyone is affected. Um, And certainly the world of construction in general seems to have certainly not slowed down and real estate has not slowed down. But at the same time, there's so many other moving pieces that go into construction. How has that affected your business? So it's, there's positives and negatives to this. Obviously we all want the coronavirus to go away and we all want to get out of the house, but construction I think we've been busier than we've ever been obviously interest rates are really really low but I also think and we did not again we didn't predict this I think everyone's just been sitting at home deciding like either they're bored or they're staring at their house and realizing like they're ready for a change or whatever or they're just spending more time on their computer looking at stuff but we definitely booked more customs and sold more homes during coronavirus which is amazing the hard part is Uh, with coronavirus, like the Pella factory shut down for a long time. A lot of our cabinets factory shut down, interior doors shut down. So a lot of things are backordered. So the building time is probably dragging out a month or two longer than what it normally would. But for the most part, clients are being understanding. I mean, obviously we have no control over stuff. And if they want interior doors and cabinets in their house, they just have to be patient. Yeah, certainly nothing anyone can control. So as a leader, especially of a company that's growing very, very quickly, how do you get your employees to both buy in and work towards the same goals that you are working towards? I think the biggest thing is in being a leader is just having your employees respect you. And I think for me, that's been, if I expect someone to work hard, they better see me working just as hard, if not harder. So, I mean, I know my employees all know a lot of times I work 14 to 16 hour days. I sacrifice a lot of things. And I think too, I'm, I'm a pretty open book with them. Obviously there's a fine line between being a boss and a friend. And, but I think too, with being a small business, my whole goal when hiring people was I wanted this to be a family. I wanted to create an environment where it really just felt like you were going and hanging out with your family all day long because we are a family business. So yes, I am actually hanging out with my family, but I wanted them to be super comfortable. I wanted this to be an open work environment. I wanted them to feel safe, but I also wanted to hire people that were highly motivated. And I think that's what's really hard. My first hire was someone who I worked with at Meredith and I actually had hired there. So I knew how she worked and we thought very much alike. So that was a super easy hire. 
And then my second design assistant, uh, I think we interviewed like, I don't know, 10 to 12 people. And there was so many good candidates, but there was one that just really stuck out to me. And actually she didn't even apply. I ended up reaching out to her. I thought she had applied and I was missing someone's resume. So I reached out and she had like shared the job description on her Instagram. And I just kind of looked up uh, her Instagram page and was had been following along for a little while. And I just had this gut feeling that she was going to be a really, really good fit. And it turned out that she was. So that's definitely one thing I've learned in this business is trust your gut because usually that's always the right answer. But I think going back to your original question is I think just people will believe in you when they like respect the hell out of you. And I think that's what my employees do. I just, I feel that mutual respect. I respect for them and, and vice versa. Yeah, that's great. That's really good advice. I think there's so many people I've talked to that are in that tough boat. And I mean, I myself even have hired during coronavirus and it's, it's just a, it's a tough uh, mix trying to figure out how to navigate all of those. those yeah. Pieces. I think as a, I think as a business owner, you should always be working harder than your employees. I just think you have to. Another thing you've touched on a couple times, and certainly, yeah, as you're speaking about, you can tell you're a very hard worker, right? And that there's there's a lot going into this and a lot that's helping make the business so successful. How do you balance that and being a mom? What tips do you have to other people as they're maybe either entering motherhood or are trying to create that balancing act or even someone that has children and is considering taking that leap into becoming a small business owner. Yeah. So another one of my friends, um, we were talking about balance one day and they're like, I don't believe in balance. And I was like, Oh, okay. Tell me more. And she's like, when have you ever been in your life and been like, Oh, I feel so balanced. And I was like, never. So I'm kind of at that same mentality too, with juggling, being a wife, being a mom, being a, a business owner. Um, I just don't believe in balance. I just believe in doing the best that you can every day because when you're a business owner, typically most days look different. When you're a mom, I mean, yes, routine is amazing. And I would tell every mom to try to get their child on a routine because I think that's helped so much, but you never know what kind of mood your child's going to be in. And every day is different. And every day your child is learning something different. So balance doesn't exist in my world. I just, I just do the best that I can. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's chaos. It's growth of your child, growth of you and your husband in a relationship. It's growth of a business. How do you, how do you honestly balance all that? There's not a perfect formula. You're, you're constantly adapting to the change that's happening around you. You, you have to be or else you'll get ran over. So. I don't have tips for that. I just have tips for, again, trusting your gut and doing the best that you can and go to bed every night feeling good about what you did. And if you don't, tomorrow's a new day and go to bed the next day feeling good about what you did. Yeah, I think that's still good advice is being able to truly just do doing the best that you can, making sure you're, you care about all those pieces. So you're yeah. finding a way to do everything that you can in all aspects of life at the same time. Well, and I think too, like with social media, I think it's just everyone portrays everything. You know, we all show the good parts. And I think that's what's not hindering people's growth, but I think it does set people back a little bit because 
you know, maybe their life is chaotic and they see someone who's portraying their life as, you know, so balanced and organized and on top of it. And when reality, it's probably the very opposite. So don't strive for balance. Just strive to be in a place where you're happy. And, you know, I think that's what everyone should strive for is happiness versus feeling like they're ever going to be balanced because the actuality of ever being in a place where you're like, oh my God, I'm so balanced. My equilibrium is just on point right now is never going to happen. Yeah. I just think it's an unrealistic goal. I love that perspective on balance and how we really shouldn't be striving for balance at all and striving for instead happiness. What we all know is such an unhealthy, unrealistic thing to compare ourselves to other social media, but we are truly always judging ourselves by whether or not we're hitting some level of unrealistic balance. So Oh, I love that. Such a great way of thinking through that. Back to kind of the the business side of things is, do you have a, I'm really curious, do you have a favorite, either a favorite project that you've ever done, or I can spin it and say, uh, you know, just a favorite part of the entire process? I would say not necessarily a favorite project, um, because I, I just think that every project we do just gets better and better. I think, oh, I don't know. I'm I'm so involved in every single step, which I love. I mean, I'm involved in what a lot looks like. Like, what's the land? How's the house positioned? You know, what is the floor plan? Every piece of the floor plan. Um, I really love the lighting and plumbing, but I also love like picking out cabinet colors and pulling all the design together. I really do love the whole process. I would say though, from a project standpoint, I'm building my personal house. I hopefully I'm starting it this fall. So I I mean, I'm foreshadowing that that might be one of my favorite projects just because I've been planning this for like three or four years now and I've never actually been able to live in a house that I custom designed right now. I live in one of our spec homes because when I was found out I was pregnant, we just quickly moved into a house that was done because we needed more space. And honestly, we like didn't have the time or the brain capacity at the at the moment to dive in. And honestly, we weren't really in a financial position to build everything that I wanted. So I, you know, we we moved into something that was within our means. And we we've been saving up to be able to do what you know, we're about to build. So that's kind of the ultimate I guess, success for me as a, as a business owner, but I think that's going to be the project that I'm most excited about. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great to hear the passion through the whole process that you have also. I feel like in general that, that speaks volumes and helps your brand as well out in the world. What is next for Oakstone Homes? What, uh, if you can share with us, what are some of the goals for the business? So we have a lot coming down the pipeline, but I think some things that we're really interested in getting into. So this last fall, my assistant Ashley and I went to market and kind of like absolutely fell in love with the entire environment. I've gone to, you know, fashion week and done all of that stuff and, you know, gone to buying showrooms and all of that with clothing and you know accessories but never in the home capacity and so when we went to market it just kind of sparked some really exciting things i would say you know in the next few years we would love to open up a shop because we do so much staging and we get so many questions on that 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 just feels like a natural 
move forward. We've done a little bit of planning with that. It's just, again, finding the time and finding the resources to be able to do that because they're, I mean, starting another business on top of that is just a beast on its own. And there's so much that goes into all of that that we're learning. So we have something like that. Obviously, we have our two office spaces coming, which will be amazing. What else? We are, we're hoping to start offering e-design because I don't know how many times a day uh, or a week we get called asking if we do e-design, whether it's like on Instagram or whether it's people calling us just to see if we'll come build. And I don't know, every single day it's somewhere different. New Jersey, Maryland, Colorado, Canada. It's, I mean, I just got someone in Colorado like five minutes ago. So, and it's so flattering. We've also talked about potentially building in another state. Um, I'm from Omaha, so it's close when we get asked to come to Omaha like once a week. So that might be down the pipeline. I mean, we're just talking about so many awesome things, but again, it's just resources and growth and balancing really. How much do we want to grow? How much more do we want to put on our plate? How full is our plate getting? How much are we expanding that plate? So, so many fun things coming. It's just kind of picking and choosing and prioritizing what comes first. Yeah. So many great opportunities. Um, it's really interesting to hear too, on, on top of that, how a lot of those opportunities are things that your people are asking for already. Um, yeah. So really listening to your consumer, those, the, the people that are already your fans and, yeah. you know, being able to feed into what they're asking for. That's another good sign. Well, and I think too, like when something just feels like such a natural, easy fit, or it's already kind of an integral part of what you're doing, mm-hmm. it just makes sense that you, you kind of go down that path. And And that was hard when I was, you know, when I was blogging and in fashion back in the day, it always felt like I was kind of going in a direction that I wanted to go, but like, it just felt like I was constantly pushing to go in that direction and it wasn't quite flowing as naturally as it should have. So now with being in the home side of things and having such a passion for it, and truly I feel like it's the first time in my life where I'm actually, I'm, I feel like I'm I'm meant to be in this space and that sounds so cheesy and it just feels so natural. So again, doing these things all just feel like they fit up into the part of the very big puzzle piece that is our business instead of trying to force something. You know, you've given us a lot that people can expect coming forward and everything like that. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is just about to jump or maybe wants to but hasn't had the last push, hasn't started? That is a really good question. I will just start out by saying, I remember being, I remember the moment I was in that moment, like having those feelings, wanting to jump, but being too scared to jump. And I think I literally was in my townhome laundry room and I, it was a Sunday and I had apparently the Sunday scaries or something. And I just had this gut feeling that like going back to my job, I don't know, I just started crying while I was doing laundry. I just like had this moment of epiphany that I, and I had been thinking about this for so long. It just, I wasn't going in the direction that I was supposed to be going in. And I remember going and I think at the time, I don't remember if I was married or if Brandon was just my fiance, if we were engaged, but he was like, just do it. And I think him knowing that I was quitting my job and obviously having that financial income that might've been, you know, I wasn't going to be getting a biweekly paycheck. I think just having that support and, and him knowing that he had like the faith in me really, really helped. But 
it was just this gut feeling where I knew I could be doing so many greater things if I finally took the jump. And making that decision, having the support from him was the best thing that could have happened because I have far exceeded even what I thought from just from a personal growth standpoint, from a just from a leadership standpoint, and then also obviously from the monetary component. I mean, if I wouldn't have done that, there would have been so many things that I couldn't have done. And it was it was insecurity. It was the the fear of failing. But I think I also thrive on that adrenaline rush. And if you're not scared of it, then you're probably not doing something or setting your expectations high enough. You should always kind of be scared of what you're doing because if you're not, you're not going to be pushing yourself hard enough to not fail, if that makes sense. That's such great advice. I really appreciate having you here and you being so willing to authentically share everything that is going on in your entire world. And we're excited to see what is coming next for you. So again, I uh, really appreciate having you and excited to share your story with the world. Thank you so much. Yes, that was that was super fun. I love having these conversations. And I think it's so important too, to have these conversations so people can relate to you and realize that not everything is easy. And you know, we all have to start somewhere. I totally agree. That is such a great ender. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Amplify Iowa podcast. If you enjoy these stories, please leave us a review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and follow Amplify Iowa on social media. A-M-P-L-I-F-I-A. Amplify Iowa. Small businesses. Doing big things.